Welcome to God's Lemonation. We're happy that you could be here with us today. I'm David, and today I have my friend Henry here with me. Hey everyone, I'm happy to be here with you guys. Always love coming on the podcast, David. Well, we usually start off with some worship, so let's turn it over to our praise team from Spring Meadows. Sounds great. Spring Meadows worship team. That was awesome. Yes, I always love listening to their music and I feel connected with God through their music. For those of you who tuned in to our last podcast, you'll know that we are focusing on the theme of outreach. Yes, today we're actually going to be looking at outreach silently. Hmm, that sounds interesting. I know next up we have an interview and then worship thought with Pastor Alex. That's right. Let's dive right in. But before we do that, let's Start off with a word of prayer. Please bow your heads. Lord, we thank you for this day. 
Thank you that you could be here with us. Lord, just please bless us so that we could be a blessing to others. We love you. We praise you. Amen. Amen. Hello, everybody. Thank you for joining us with our, for our segment today. Today, we have Pastor B of Spring Meadows. Hi, how are you? Yes, I'm doing good. How are you doing? Doing all right, man. Thanks for having me. Yes, thank you for helping us out. So let's get into it. What has surprised you most about Florida in a positive way? Oh, that the sun is out a lot and there's a weather change, which I don't know if that's a bad or a good thing, but I mean, it, it definitely feels different. The humidity is, obviously, it's just, it feels wetter, um, which is different from the humidity I'm used to, which is thicker, polluted, uh, I guess you would say. It's very thick and feels like you're just suffocating on like a blanket of a sort of cloud or, or something of that nature. But Florida has a different type of humidity as we felt it in supposedly the the worst hot month of the year. So, yeah. but it's been pretty good in that way. Well, that's good. Yeah. yeah. Florida has a whole weather pattern of its own. <laughs> yes, we've been feeling it these days. Yes. So moving on to our second question. What will be the first question that you ask Jesus when you get to heaven and why? Oh, man, that's a good question. So maybe a good question for Jesus when I get there to ask him this would be, why? And by this, I mean why we're talking about the trajectory, about the whole story, about what we know to be God's grace given unto us as creatures. Why the length of it? Why this good? Why this bad? But more so about not interested in the specifics, but the length of it. Um, because I think the length of both suffering and happiness or joy in the mix of it tend to be questions I've always had on my mind since I was a child. But the length of it definitely uh, was, is one of my concerns, but not out of concern, but more so of understanding. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. I feel a lot of people are going to want understanding once they get to heaven, hmm, yeah. once they get to talk with Jesus. Yes. So while we're here on earth, what would be your perfect vacation and why? Perfect vacation would definitely be next to the beach. Well, let's say a Florida beach. And then uh, we would have loved ones, obviously, from our family and just enjoy a nice Coca-Cola, never a Pepsi with a nice, uh, nice ice on it and just have a good time with each other, especially including uh, my wife, Anisha, and my daughter, Shanti. So as for in the church, what plans do you have to reach out to our community and teach them about Jesus during your time here at Spring Meadows? Yeah, so I don't come with a, you know, a pre-planned thing of what we're going to do, but I plan on participating with all the ministers here, and ministers, I mean every single ministry leader, minister who wants to just simply serve in the church and be able to understand our community as a whole. I hope that Spring Meadows is able to not do outreach in the sense that we get people to come to a place, but that we join hands really with our community out of a concern and love for just humanity and those around us. What I've come to understand is that Spring Meadows is a community. Uh, it's a, um, it's a, 
I didn't say a community church. It is a community church, but it is a commute church. Um, so there's a lot of driving in from afar, wherever yes. that may be. Um, but what does that look like throughout the week? And does the community itself know this church? And how does it know it? How does it perceive it? And so rather than just conquering the community, how about joining with it? Joining hands in the same pursuit of actually doing good in the community. Um, and by doing so, I hope that we're able to introduce to them to a Jesus who is, in a sense, understanding of the same good that we're all looking for too. So I think in that basic level, yes, I hope that we could all cooperate together to make that easier for all of us in, in reaching people. Nice. So how would you like us in Spring Meadows to join you in preaching the gospel and discipling people for Jesus? Yeah. Um, so being a disciple means that you're willing to go where sometimes some, that will be uncomfortable. And being a disciple also means just in a sense being blind in the sense that you go by faith, right? But that faith brings understanding, not the other way around. Usually we like to talk about faith that is comprehensible. In other words, I have to understand it and then I will believe God. Or rather that we together as people are able to tell God, God, lead where you go, even if that means that all those steps aren't clarified for us. So that we're able to walk in a way where we're able to join what the Spirit is already doing here. It's not that we're going to make up work for us to disciple each other or learn how to walk with Christ. God has been leading this church for quite some time, obviously. How do we partner with each other, make each other um, accountable towards one another, help each other to grow in Christ more? Either that means going through Scripture, learning things from Scripture, but also implementing things that will teach us how to walk faithfully in a practical way. So how to be truly human in the midst of the Spirit's work. And that's what I'm interested in. How to be uh, daring, but also how to be faithful to where the Spirit is already pushing the church of where it ought to go. Wow, I love that answer. Cool. Thank you so much for being here. That's, that wraps up our interview. If you have any more questions, you can contact him uh, through Spring Meadows. He's Pastor B from Spring Meadows. Thank you so much for joining us. David, appreciate you having me. Yes. Thank Take you. care, man. You as well. Thank you. I wasn't that excited about it, but I knew I had to do it. It was PT, physical therapy. And there I was, and it was my second or third time after surgery. And man, I was in pain. I was in pain because all of the medication that had had my leg numb was kind of worn off. And I wasn't feeling like myself. But I knew I had to go, and I knew that I had to do this because it was the best thing for me. So I went, and my physical therapist put me on a table immediately to take my brace off and start getting work done on the knee. It wasn't too much later that another lady joined a couple beds or long tables next to me. She seemed to be in as much pain as I. We start, started talking, we struck a conversation, and what we realized is that we both had had surgery the same week, she on her back and me on my knee. One of the things that we realized immediately was that we're both in pain, 
We're both feeling not so great about being there, and we're both dreading having to be there. As our conversation continued, we knew that we could encourage each other. We could have focused on our pain and on how hard the road was ahead. Or we could focus on pepping each other up and trying to encourage one another. Well, not that long ago, someone had shared this verse with me. Colossians chapter 4, verse 5 and 6. I'm going to read it to you right now because it spoke to me when it was shared with me. And I have to share it with you because it came to mind in my conversation on that day. Colossians chapter 4, verse 5 and 6. Live wisely among those who are not believers and make the most of every opportunity. Let your conversation be gracious and attractive so that you will have the right response for everyone. You know, I feel like for us Adventists, sometimes we've always thought we had to have the right answer. But that's not what the passage is saying. The passage is saying that our conversation be gracious and attractive so that it's the right response. Man, that verse hit me that day as I sat there. And we could have gone down that road of self-pity and discouragement and pain conversation. But this verse came to mind, praise the Lord. Someone loved me enough to share this verse with me. I don't think they shared it with me because they thought my conversations weren't attractive. I think they shared it with me because it was something that was good for them. But it came to mind, and I knew that I had an opportunity. The passage says to use every opportunity, the every opportunity to make the most of it. So I looked at my new friend, Stella, two tables away from me, who was also in pain. And I said, you know what? We're in so much pain today, but next week when we see each other, we're going to be so much better. And she said, yes. Wow, where did that come from? And I shared with her this verse that came to mind, that what we should be talking about are the things of courage, things that are attractive, things that are of grace. And she asked me, do you believe in Jesus? And I said, yes, I do. I love Jesus. She goes, I can tell. And at that moment, it was the greatest compliment. Because that's what sharing Jesus in an innocuous way means. That's what sharing Jesus means for those of us who maybe say, well, I'm not an evangelist. But if I love Jesus... I'm called to be. I'm called to share his goodness. I'm called to share his love. I'm called to share his blessings. I'm called to share all that he's done for me, all that he's done in me. If I love Jesus, I'm going to share him. And this verse reminds us, it doesn't have to be a big thing. I don't have to go and make you know, 10 pans of lasagna and pass them out to everyone in my neighborhood. And I don't have to go to the Congo to be a missionary. I can just have attractive conversation that's gracious and to take every opportunity to share Jesus. 
That's what outreach, that silent, looks like. Because Jesus is in my heart, I hope that everyone sees that's whose that's who's I am. So that's my prayer for you, that you'll remember this verse, Colossians chapter 4, verse 5 and 6. I love the fact that it says, walk in wisdom. Walk in wisdom, live wisely among those who are not believers. It doesn't say just be friends with Adventists, but it's telling us to be wise. And then when we come across a believer, great. When we come across a non-believer, we're still going to share Jesus. So I pray this verse means something to you this week. I pray this verse resonates in your heart. And I pray that your conversations will be attractive because when they're about Jesus, everyone wants to hear it. Well, I guess that concludes our podcast for today. Thank you so much for tuning in to our podcast. If you want to contact us in any way, you can contact us at podcast at springmeadows.org. And if you'd like to find a little bit more about who we are, you can go to springmeadows.org. Absolutely. And feel free to join us on our next podcast and delve deeper into our theme of outreach. Yes, Jesus loves me. The Bible tells me so.